And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danger. How's everybody doing? Happening, happy first day of NHL, or first day of hockey, or first opening night, whatever you want to call it. Doesn't matter what you call it, it's a great day. Uh, we finally get hockey back after a couple of months off, and which seemed like really forever. But it is finally here, the Lightning will get to raise the banner tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks. It's only unfortunate that that they will be doing it with no fans in the stands, but I'm sure, like I've been saying all along, that they will probably do something once uh, we get some butts in the seats there at the Amali. So, uh, and today, on today's episode, special, uh, we'll be continuing uh, our conversation with Locked On Blackhawks host, Jack Bushman. That was a great conversation I had with Jack. Uh, if you missed the last episode, go ahead and listen to it. It was great. Uh, we continue our conversation on, you know, just the division, all the talent that Chicago has. Uh, you definitely want to know what young talent this team has, considering the Lightning will be playing them quite a bit this year, uh, as well as discussing some of the, the things that the Lightning have on their side, uh, maybe some of the line combinations, as well as just an outlook on the, the vision in general and the, and the league and you know what, what to expect this year as we continue our whole preview of the season. Uh, and before we get into all that, please, please, we humbly ask you, as always, to go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast. You guys have been absolutely incredible throughout this almost year now coming up in February. Uh, we got a little something special planned for all of you. Uh, a little, little contest. That's all I'll reveal right now. So go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast. We're available wherever podcasts are distributed. And go ahead and follow us on Twitter at LO underscore lightning, as well as on Instagram at locked on underscore lightning. So now here is part two of my conversation with Jack Bushman of Locked On Blackhawks. A lot of this lightning core, I'm, I, what I'm interested in is Tampa Bay. They have a lot of this core locked up for multiple years. And as we talked about before the show too, a lot of them have full no movement clauses. We see Stamkos, he's got four more years. Yanni Gord has five. Tyler Johnson has five. Sorelli and Klorn have three. Hedman has five. McDonough has six. Vasilevsky and Kucherov have seven. I know this, uh, it's going to put you probably in cap hell for the foreseeable future, but, but what are your overall thoughts? Is this a good thing to have this core team locked up for so long, or do you think this is going to be detrimental in a couple years? Well, I, it's 100% going to be detrimental. Uh, we spoke before the show that, you know, with the salary cap isn't, isn't going up any, any soon, anytime soon. So really, this is going to be a, a yearly thing with them, and they're really going to have to make some very out-of-the-box deals where they're going to have to shed a lot of this money, but at the same time, they're going to have to be competitive after a year or two after winning the Cup. Uh, it's, you know, obviously when these deals were made, it was the expectation that a lot more money was going to be coming in. Um, 
but yeah, I, I have, I, I do have a lot of faith in uh, Julian Breeze boss, the, uh, the GM of this team. Uh, he's shown, even though a lot of these players, most of them actually, except from probably, I want to say maybe Coleman, Goodrow uh, are from the, of it, a lot of it is no moves, no move clauses. So mm-hmm. that even adds a lot more pressure to really, you know, make this work. And, I this kind of maybe because this isn't just the lightning, it's a lot of teams as well with the no movement clauses. Right. So, and I'm curious as to what you think of this idea. Uh, I think the league, maybe in the next CBA, should really re examine this no, mo- uh, no movement clauses because, uh, as you can see with the lightning, they it really and because they, they have no qualms about spending money, um, is that maybe you should limit it as how maybe the. It, the format what the NFL has with maybe franchise tags, maybe have it limit it to maybe five players or so, you know, not when mm-hmm. half your team is, is really locked up and it's really player controlled. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm for the players uh, every day of the week, but really maybe in this situation, the league should really crack down on it. Um, but what, what are your thoughts on it? You know, it, it's really going to, be a tough situation for a lot of competitive teams who have big contracts coming up um it, it, do you see maybe the league maybe raising the cap just for the sake of raising it i know they said they haven't but you know i mean the league changes their their thought process on things changes on a daily yeah. basis so so what, what are your thoughts on the whole cap situation not which is lightning but the, the league in general it's i don't know what's the right way to go about it to solve it because a lot but a lot of teams are going to be fighting up against that $80.5 million cap now that it's locked in for three years. And I'll tell you, as, <laughs> as a Blackhawks fan, we know all about full no movement clauses. Brent Seabrook, Duncan Keith, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane all have full no movement clauses. And some of those have been uh, a problem financially for the last couple of years. That is an interesting thought though, with going to like something like a franchise tag, because I do agree. I think GMs have gotten way too comfortable with just dishing out these no movement clauses. And obviously as a player, you see that. And especially when you're part of a good team, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm locking myself in here. So you can't really blame the players in these situations. I don't know what's the right way to go about it, but I definitely agree that some, something's got to, you got to draw the line somewhere here because you can't be throwing out seven or eight no movement clauses on one roster and expecting that to work in six or seven years. There's just no way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the 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 breakdown of salary per line and you know the the lightning between McElnenny and you know obviously given a, part, a large part of it is uh, Vasilevsky. They're paying 10 over 10 million dollars this year uh in, in <laughs> just for the goalies. Uh, That's you know, absurd, dude. <laughs> yeah, and, and their fir- their second line is making close to 15 th- uh 15 million as well as the first line is is almost uh 21 so it, it you know it, it seems like they they had no qualms about dealing out this money and yeah i i think it's it's really at the end of the day um when this all kind of resolves itself whether it's you know in a couple of years or so when when money is coming back into the league into the teams I, I i think that we'll see maybe a trend with with gms and teams kind of not so much being cheap but the fact of not really being careful all, yeah, exactly. Where, where, you know, we're not saying that a pandemic is going to happen every couple of years or so, but they're definitely going to take that into consideration where maybe this was a wake up call to everybody around the league. 
Right. I'm, I'm hoping so because I'm sick of seeing five or six NMCs when I go to every team's cap friendly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm looking on Puckpedia right now and, uh, you know, it, it looks like Tyler Johnson, they kind of started the whole wavement process again to see if maybe he'll budge. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't see that situation being resolved anytime soon. I think really management what needs to do with that. Uh, and I've spoke about this extensively on my show is really sit down with him, you know, and, and just have an honest conversation, which I feel like that's 90% of what is the issue with this is that no one's being hundred percent honest where they're, they're going to sit there and be like, Tyler, you've, you've won a cup with us. You know, it's a that, leverage that battle. Exactly. You know, you say if unfortunately as it stands, you will, are most likely not going to be a part of this team in, in future years, unless we, we really just go out there and play with one line. That's the only way it's right, going to happen. Right. And what they need to say is we're committed to putting you in a good situation to where you're not going to, you know, end up maybe in like a Detroit, which is not out of the, out of the realm of possible uh, possibility just because of, you know, Steve Yeiserman might take full advantage right. of this situation. And, and he knows better than anyone. <laughs> exactly. He knows better than anyone, you know, how talented these players are. He drafted pretty much the entire team except for maybe Samkos. So uh, I, you know, it's, it's, it, you, they need to say to him, you know, you go out there, you play as as good of hockey as you know. We we both know you can because, I mean, if you look at the stats, he hasn't been playing well. I mean, and plus this whole playoff run, there was games when you didn't even know he was suited up to play that night. That's how, you know, uh, of much of a non-factor he was. So really, at the end of the day, I, I think that he needs to go out there and perform and they could ship him out, you know, and that's at least $5 million off the books right there. Let's just take a little break from the conversation with Jack Bushman to talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever in the world that is ever existent and will ever exist. Go to BuiltBar.com. They have all these great flavors. They got 18 amazing flavors. They got six new ones coming out. They're, and the great thing about these things is that they don't only taste good, but they're super healthy. You could lose or maintain weight in this delicious treat. Uh, they're great for the keto diet, so go on over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off when you use that promo code on your next order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. You know, I'm not saying after that, let's get rid of Kalorn because, you know, that would be madness. But this year is <laughs> also going to be it. That, that's going to be a test for him as well because he had to step up and be the scorer for this team last year with Stamkos was gone, especially in the times when Kucherov wasn't performing and, and he outperformed his contract as well. So, you know, maybe he has to go out there and, and show that he wasn't, you know, that just wasn't a fluke, but at the end of the day, he has the power as well. No trade clause, uh, yeah. no movement clause. So, <laughs> uh, and in speaking of players that really haven't performed it, it, and you could probably shed more light on this and because maybe some lightning fans will remember um, Adam Boyquist, for you guys, it seemed like there was a lot of, I wouldn't say anger, but maybe just disappointment. You know, it seemed like obviously, you know, he was the eighth overall pick back in 2018, but it seemed like maybe he didn't perform to standards last year. And, you know, I'm just looking at the projected lines. It looks like he's going to be on the third line pairing. Uh, what, what have you heard maybe about Adam Boyquist as to maybe what's next with him with the Blackhawks? 
So for Boquist, it definitely was a bit of a disappointing first season in the NHL last year. But I think one thing people have to keep in mind is that the Blackhawks, when they drafted him, he was only 17 years old. And last year, he made the NHL a year before anyone expected him to. Everyone really expected him to play another year with the London Knights in the OHL. And he was a one and done in the OHL, and he made it to the NHL right away. So he was playing as a 19-year-old last year. And you look at the roles that he was in. I think they kind of just threw him into the fire a little too quickly. He was playing right out of the gate. He was kind of playing a top four role with Duncan Keith. They're trying to see what he had early on in his career. But now that he got, uh, it was a half a season under his belt. He got a little bit of playoff experience. I think he's primed to have a, a big year this year and what really should be his first, considered his first full NHL season. And he is, scheduled to start on the third pairing this year with Nikita Zadorov. That's looking like the likely pairing in Chicago, but I don't think that should discourage any Blackhawks fans to see him down there. I think that's an opportunity next to a big bodied defensive defenseman to really play the game that the Blackhawks drafted him to play. And that was offensive minded while we got Zadorov there, he's going to hold it down. And also I think, uh, not Zadorov. I think Boquist is going to get an expanded role on the power play this year as well, especially with the team in the rebuilding process. We really want to see what all our young pieces have. So while it was a bit of a disappointing first campaign for Boquist, I still think there are a couple factors that tied into that. And I, I hope that doesn't discourage any Blackhawks fans uh, from thinking that Boquist can't be a really good player because he's still only 20 years old. He was a top 10 pick in the NHL draft and he's really just starting to show what he has. He's a player I'm really excited to see for the Blackhawks in 2021, regardless of how the team does in terms of wins and losses. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the one thing that I especially forget at some points with some of these young players is that they're they're still teenagers, um, and but they're they're expected to go out there and and really play alongside guys who you know they're just grown men. Exactly. Um, you know, exactly. Yeah. So so it, it, I'm I'm super excited to see how the young talent once again. I mean, I I think uh, the Blackhawks have won some of. the the best collect collection of young talent in the league, something I wish the lightning had, but they keep trading draft picks and not developing their, their, their system, but keeping the window uh, open. Yeah, exactly. That's all you could do really when you don't develop uh, this. And I, I just want to maybe end it here with um, what are your projections for the season standings wise, maybe your picks for the Stanley cup, uh, you know, maybe award wise. I, I mean, I, I think everyone has Lefrenier down as rookie of the year. I, unless, you know, I, I'm, I may be trying to go against the grain because uh, uh, I, I really love Quentin Byfield. I, I think he's such a great player as well as uh, Tim Stutzel. Uh, I think he's one of the most polished off players. Just one of the most, I think out of all that, the, those top three guys, I think he's, he's the most polished off and ready to go. Uh, I still think at the end of the day, Lefrenier will probably win just because of who he has around him, where it's not going to be that much pressure for him to perform. What, what, what is maybe your thinking on all of that, as well as just, just the league in general in terms of projections and predictions? So for the Blackhawks, I don't think it's going to be the most successful of seasons, to put it nicely. I think we can probably expect somewhere around 22 to 25 wins out of those 56 games. I think they'll probably finish sixth or seventh in the division but as for the rest of the league no short no shortage of storylines heading into the year 
for the Stanley Cup, it's I'm really not just saying this because you're on the show, but it's hard for me to not pick the Tampa Bay Lightning to run it back with this team. If they can get Kucherov back for the playoffs when salary cap doesn't matter, that would be insane. Taking a page out of the Blackhawks playbook in 2015 when we got Kaner back for the playoffs, it was beautiful. Uh, I, I do like Tampa Bay, but I also really like Vegas. I think that Alex Petrangelo signing and, and keeping Robin Leonard there, they are loaded on defense and in goal. Petrangelo and Theodore is that top pairing. I think Vegas is, is probably the, the next team up besides Tampa Bay, in, in my opinion, that's most likely to win the Stanley Cup. I, I think that would be my final prediction. As for rookie of the year, Obviously, I think Lafreniere is probably going to be everyone's favorite. The kid's just a stud, and there's no reason to not think he's going to win it, you know. But I, I really think Tim Stutzel is going to surprise a lot of people. What I saw out of that kid at the World Juniors was unbelievable. He could he take the puck like someone, he, he played like a vet. It was unbelievable. The kid looked nothing like a teenager, and I think if – he can have that same poise. I don't think the moment's going to be too big for him. I think that was a really, really good pick at number three. I love Quentin Byfield. Don't get me wrong. I just think Stutzel might have the higher ceiling. And I think if anyone's going to shock Alexi Lafreniere and the Calder Trophy voting this year, it's going to be Tim Stutzel, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you on, on that rookie prediction. I, I think really at the end of the year um, – the voters, unless, you know, maybe there's some just dramatic, uh, drastic gap between, you know, one and two. I, I really think that at the end of the day, there's really no wrong answer. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Timmy Stutz is, I mean, you might as well just start calling him Timmy Stud because really? he, is, <laughs> he is, he is, he's unbelievable. I mean, when, when Chris Massilli of Locked On Avalanche and I, when we do our, when we did, we were prepping for the draft with the Locked On NHL. Uh, just going through the tape and watching how this kid just, I wouldn't say he takes over the game, but just in big moments, taking shots through traffic, just everything, puck management, he checks off all the boxes. Um, is in terms of maybe to com- to tell the Lightning fans as well as Blackhawk fans, maybe how to compare him, you can't. There's really not a player in the league that I would guess maybe – I, I see. I just don't know. I mean, he, he's not particularly big. He's not particularly fast. He just does everything right. And he's I think that's gifted. the one. Exactly. I'm trying I, to I think, think Quint- who I could even compare him to like off the top of my head. And I really, where, think- yeah, it's so weird where Byfield and, and Lafreniere, I, I think they are very similar to Crosby and Malkin, uh, just size and just traits and just the, their ability to do things on the ice. I mean, Lafreniere is probably going to be captain in, of the Rangers, if not, you know, maybe Zabanajab in the next, I would say, maybe two to three years. Uh, and, and Quentin Byfield, I, I would be shocked if if he doesn't maybe take the mantle from Anze Kopitar out there in Los Angeles, as well as, you know, maybe at least win one scoring title one of these years. So, uh, and then for the division, um, obviously I'm expecting the Lightning. I, you know, I yeah. feel maybe... Uh, a little bias saying that. Um, Who do you got at one, this... two, three? Who do you got at one, two, three in the division? Wow. Uh, I would say Lightning, Carolina, and probably Columbus is your safe bet. And speaking of safe bets, not going to really plug it that too much, but 
if you're if anyone listening wants to maybe put down some bets there's still time <laughs> go over to our exclusive betting partner of the lockdown podcast network that's bet online i love those guys i already put in my bet for the lightning to win it all even though <laughs> I, I i i do firmly think that nobody at all should sleep on the avalanche i i think the avalanche are just one of those scary teams that now with the the trade that we won't even mention that they pulled off with the Blackhawks, um, they just add more firepower. Uh, I think that Nathan McKinnon getting snubbed for the heart is just going to add Chip more on his shoulder. To the fire. I, I think he's going to score 50 goals this year. I know that's a little crazy in 56 games, but what I, I see no reason is especially it's all about fast starts and Nathan McKinnon at certain times during the season has shown, especially in the playoffs as well, that he's that player to, to really put the team on his back and take the puck through the zone and just do it all by himself. Um, he's electric. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it, when people ask me, do you think the lightning are going to win the cup or go to the cup finals? Yeah. It, it, I'm not worried about them getting there. I'm more worried about who they're gonna have to play with against. And it's definitely going to be Colorado. I'd be shocked. And I think some people feel that way about maybe Edmonton. If you know, dry doesn't have a, a hangover from winning the MVP or maybe McDavid stays healthy. I think those guys have a possibility to do that as well. But that that North division, that Canadian division, it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah, I think it is. That's just, just with the rivalries in Canada just being what they are. It's going to be awesome. That it's going to be it's going to be amazing. It's going to be especially amazing to see uh, Canadian hockey fans going at each other's throats all season long on Twitter. It's going to be, I, I think it's going to be ruthless. <laughs> it's going to be unbelievable on hockey nights. So can't wait for all of that, especially for us as content uh, producers and all that stuff to be able to see that just feast. And just, right. I, I, I can't wait to sit there at nights and just see the, the Canadian fans go at each other and just be like, dance my puppets dance. So <laughs> it's just, it's just super just get the Michael yeah, exactly. Jackson popcorn. gift selling. <laughs> oh, gonna be it's gonna be gif, it's gonna be gifs galore yep. um and then just just I, I i think that uh like i said i i wouldn't count out the blackhawks uh just yet in terms of not making the playoffs i just feel like if taves could come back and and kind of maybe just the, the franchise makes good with him because there is some animosity there i think um i think if all the pieces fall in with each other and if malkin subin could play play well in that um, I don't see a reason as to why you guys can't be successful, but, uh, you know, I, I think if mistake me, if I'm not wrong, um, they, with the, the format going into the playoffs, are they still playing in division? Um, I haven't really taken a, a chance to look at it just yet. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously only divisional play throughout the regular season. And then four teams from each division will make the playoffs and then they'll only play their division until there's one division winner. There's, there'll be four division winner, winners left will be the semifinals. So you have to win your division to make the semifinals. You have to make it out of your I like, division, I should say. I like that, I like that format, and I, and I maybe would like to see them, if not they stick to it completely, maybe keep some sort of form of that, whether it's maybe the two, two teams out of the division uh, did you instead all, of hmm? – Did you also see that uh, – Sorry to interrupt. I didn't mean to. No, but, go uh, ahead. No, go ahead. Um, <laughs> did you see the Stanley Cup final doesn't have to be Western versus Eastern Conference this year also? You see that? I did not. I know now that I think about it, it's, that is very interesting. Um, because they're going to reseed the teams after they win their divisions based on their regular season point totals. And that doesn't mean an East versus West final has to happen, which is crazy. Well, well now 
at the same time with that. Well, there's no if, conferences because. Yeah. Uh, now, if, if that's, since that's the case, I would have to say that, you know, I think it's been almost, I have to say it's probably been over 25 years since a, a Canadian team. Uh, no, actually there was a Calgary played uh, 2004. So yeah, played Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's going to be, a little bit unsufferable for American hockey fans to deal with that. If, if we have an all Canadian <laughs> oh, no. uh, Stanley cup, which, you know, I, It'll be I fun, love though. history. Yeah. It's going to be fun for, you know, really the diehards to really go out to, to really watch that. But, um, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm happy for whatever happens as long as, you know, the lightning are at least uh, a part <laughs> of it in some way. And I'm sure you feel the same way about the Blackhawks. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to count them out just yet because, the thing that really stands out to me is you're going to play your own division seven times and your guys are going to get theirs on certain nights. I talked about it a little earlier. Yeah. I think, I think there are just some wins up for grabs there. And with the central division, not being all that deep, I think there are a chance for the Blackhawks to win more games than, than people think. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but there definitely is the potential for the Blackhawks to steal a couple in a division. That's really besides Tampa Bay and Carolina, not the deepest. Well, those are going to be tough physical games. And, I mean, you spoke about it before, about the big bodies that Chicago has. So I think it's really going to come down to maybe a bottle, a battle of attrition with some games. Um, yeah. You know, and it's going to be interesting with to see how teams adjust with injuries and, and COVID stuff there's, that will there's happen. There's no shortage of storylines. Yeah. So, it, it, like I said, it, it, it's all the makings of – possibly us seeing you know like a Detroit or you know even Ottawa maybe overperforming um then again like I said I think we're both high on Timmy Studs I I have seen no reason as to why Ottawa can't come out with him especially on their team absolutely well opening night is right above right upon us so you know why not add a little bit more flavor spice it up a little bit with some of those games that are not involving the lightning that you find yourself watching late at night uh, and what better way to do that by partnering up and signing up for a free account with the number one betting partner, the exclusive betting partner of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and that is betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered, one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the field. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And also go ahead and visit them on social media at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of all the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your free bonus today and that concludes the conversation i have with jack bushman that's part two uh the final part of the conversation i have with jack that was a great conversation uh kind of a great uh outlook uh learn some things definitely about the blackhawks you know it's one of those things where uh you you know you when you cover a team in the way that i do uh that we do here all of us locked on nhl host do uh, yeah, sometimes you could overlook things with other teams. So it's great, especially in this whole new division uh, format that the Lightning have uh, going for them this season. So uh, it was great to kind of get him on him on and discuss all the things going on with the, with the Blackhawks and some of the things that the Lightning could look forward to and kind of maybe Lightning fans as well uh, look forward to. So uh, once again, yeah, tonight's game is at 8 o'clock. So I would imagine they're probably going to be starting to do some Stanley Cup stuff, uh, probably 7 o'clock, 
uh, just check out for the pregame. Um, keep an eye out for that. Uh, yeah, like I said at the top of the show, I know it's going to be a little unfortunate with you know no fans in the stands. So uh, you know we're just going to have to celebrate at home. Uh, the the whole banner raising, and I'm sure once they get fans back in the seats at the Amali, uh, they'll do something uh, pretty nice. Uh, I like I said, and and uh, you could quote me on this. I, I think the Lightning. This is their division to lose, regardless of everything that's happened. Uh, with some pieces that they may have uh, lost in the offseason, as well as, you know, Kucherov out for the season. I still think that they still are deep deep enough to make a threat for a repeat. Now, coming out of the other side of things with with the Colorado Avalanche, I don't know. I, I just think, you know, that, that I mean, we'll worry about that when we get closer to the playoffs. But uh, right now, Lightning fans just worry about, how the Lightning will play in their division and, you know, how they're going to handle the rigorous schedule that is ahead of them. So that has been it for today's episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.